this week on Inside Motorsport, we hear from the Carrera Cup champion of 2015, Nick Foster. I hope you'll stay with us. Nick Foster joins us on the line. Congratulations. A very special title to win because it's the last time we can call you the Carrera Cup champion. This year moves to a serious status next year. Yeah, thanks, Craig. It's um, obviously very exciting to me to get my first uh, first national championship over the line. And it's a bit of a shame that, um, that, the, that the category is going to fall to a, to a series next year rather than a national championship. Because, you know, as everybody can tell, the, the level of competition um, inside the Porsche Carrera Cup and, and the category itself is, is quite high. So. So from that aspect, it's actually quite disappointing for next year that it's going to become a series, but, um, but obviously exciting for me that I do still get that national championship badge um, under my belt. And it, this series comes with, oh sorry, this championship comes with one of the greatest prizes, I think, in motorsport, a trip to Germany to meet all the other uh, Porsche champions of the year. And uh, I imagine you're uh, preparing yourself now for what will be a special trip. Yeah, it's um, it's quite exciting what um, or, or the ability what the Porsche itself has to invite all its champions from around the world um, into the same arena or um, dinner for for one night. So you know, obviously, it's been a successful year for Porsche Motorsport itself. Um, finally, getting its on track success at Le Mans, which it you know should have or could have gathered last year but they finally got their 17th win this year which is you know pretty exciting for them and, and for me to be able to go up on stage and be awarded and, and recognized as a you know a Porsche Carrera Cup champion alongside the guys that won at Le Mans which is sort of my dream um, it's going to be pretty special so that's in mid-December so I'm really looking forward to getting over there and um, obviously Earl Bamber's uh, an old friend of mine as well so it'd be nice to catch up and obviously celebrate his success as well yeah now for you this championship by no means came easy a disaster at the start of the year at Clipsal and you just were building and rebounding all year and eventually at Sandown you hit the front yeah it was um I, I'm still probably a little bit speechless about you know how the whole series itself came to a close and, and finally standing on top but it, it couldn't have started particularly any worse for us we hit um, we basically hit Grand Prix with with no points under our belt, and I was managed to running running second at Grand Prix, and we had another another mechanical failure. So basically, yeah, the first four races we um, scraped together zero points, and I left um, I left Grand Prix, which was round two, with um, 56 points, and I think Richo cleaned up um, close to maximum points in the first two rounds so we were yeah close to 300 odd points down um by the time we walked into round three and and we knew we had the speed all year obviously we proved it by putting the car on pole at, at Clipsal and and running at the front at Grand Prix just little things didn't fall our way unfortunately but um but we didn't uh, we didn't give up we just put our heads down and and got got to business we finally got our first win over the line at at Phillip Island and then we claimed another seven um throughout the year and I think uh I think our stats towards the end of the year, I think it was 13 top three finishes in 14 races, which is which is pretty amazing when you consider the, the level of competition inside the Porsche Carrera Cup um, championship. So so for me, it, it was a pretty amazing run home. And 
I would have liked to have pressed for for a couple more wins there at the end of the season. But once we um, once we finally got in front of you know, in front of the championship lead at, at Sandown, for me it became about maintaining that and uh, making sure we got over the line. So it was a just a nice, consistent finish at, at Bathurst and, and Gold Coast to make sure we sealed the deal. Mm. It's it's an interesting situation because, as you said, you're you're fighting back, fighting back, and you're pretty much coming into Bathurst. You knew who the players were. You knew the guys who were tough. And all of a sudden arriving on the scene is one young Matt Campbell who had driven in the GT3 Challenge and been very, very competitive there. But all of a sudden at Bathurst, he's he's really stepped up and uh, and given everyone something to think about in the off-season. Yeah, I, I, I've got a, well, a lot of respect for Matty as not only a driver but a person. He's worked very hard this year um, on and off track to sort of build himself as, as a sports person and... Um, I don't think it was it was just Bathurst. He turned it on. Um, he was he put his car on the front row of the grid at, at Grand Prix, and um, you know his probably racecraft hurt him a little bit at the at the front half of the season. But um, but he came home strong, and he was he was faster just about every round we competed in. Him and him and I uh, managed to have a couple of really good um, ding dong battles at. at Eastern Creek and, and Sandown especially. So um, no surprise that he came out of the back end of the season. Um, he didn't have a championship to uh, to fight for, so he just pressed for race wins. And, and for some of us guys that had that um, championship focus lingering in the back of our heads, there was probably less mistakes to make on track and, and probably a little bit more conservative at the end there. Mm. Now, you talked earlier about Le Mans being a dream event for you. How does Nick Foster move from Carrera Cup champion to sitting in a LMP1 car at Le Mans? Uh, at the end of the day, that's the big question. Um, how and why, I'm, I'm not entirely sure yet. At, at this point, um, we uh, I'm just soaking up the glory of winning the championship a little bit. Um, I'm not sure what the future holds at this point in time. We've been talking a lot um, during the season, but um, I kind of closed everything off at the end in, in the last couple of months just to make sure we concentrated on, on this championship and, and gave it our full focus and full attention. So um, from this point, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what the way forward is. Hopefully we, we should find out before um, before Christmas. Um, obviously a, a move overseas and, and um, the opportunity to maybe race in Super Cup um, would be an ideal step forward. And fortunately enough, I was um, able to head over to the uh, head over to Germany to compete in the um, international scholarship shootout that um, Porsche provides for um, for its Career Cup drivers and um, so we still haven't found out the details of that hopefully in the next month or so maybe that'll be released um, at Night of Champions and uh, fingers crossed that, that maybe we're successful there and, and that's the pathway forward but regardless um, uh, definitely a look overseas is, is the way to go you know ideally in in the next five years or so I would Love to be able to um, sit next to Earl in, in an LMP1 rig and, and um, carve my name onto a Le Mans trophy, but um, we'll have to play that one by ear and wait and see. Mm. Obviously, uh, if if Super Cup is uh, a potential for you, you've got uh, someone who you'd battled with quite recently uh, last year and back in the Formula 4 days, Sam Power, who's been over this year. Uh, trying to make that breakthrough in Europe. 
Yeah, he's um, he's kind of broken the mould. He's one of the first um, young Australian guys to really head over there and, and give it a big crack. And he's had um, a little bit of success this year. He's had um, his struggles. It's it's obviously quite a tough, um, quite a tough championship to to break the mould in. So um, you know, it's the pinnacle of, of one make one make racing and and Porsche Career Cup drivers from all over the world. You know, try and. Um, try and break the mould there and try and, and prove their point. So it's incredibly, um, incredibly fierce competition. So um, it'd be nice if he's uh, going around and that's where I end up, that um, I'll have a friendly foe to race against. Um, but uh, a lot of those guys are quite competitive over there. So um, obviously looking forward to that challenge regardless. Mm. Well, Nick, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. Congratulations, as I imagine. It's not a bad place to finish a season of racing and a championship up at the Gold Coast with a, a huge crowd this year in attendance. Yeah, no, it's quite exciting to finish up on the coast. It's basically the, the closest thing I have to a home race and um, it, it, it's quite an exciting atmosphere when you consider our cars, are, are, our pit bays are basically on the Esplanade and right behind us is the beach. It's quite a picturesque finish to our season and, and obviously for me it was... Um, an exciting season to finish off with as well, wrapping up the championship. So, so yeah, we're stoked. Can't thank um, Bob Jane Teamart and, and our Sonic guys enough. They um, gave us a car that was capable of um, competing at the front all year. And, um, yeah, just looking forward to hopefully bigger and better things. Well, Nick, pleasure to catch up with you. That's all we have time for on Inside Motorsport this week. Until next time around, keep smiling. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.